2: That's right. We hope that their home for you is Black Talk Radio Network when it comes to the best in black digital radio and podcasting. I hope that everyone is in relative safety. I don't know how safe you can be uh during a pandemic, especially where you have an invisible airborne virus. Um, I was listening to the news earlier today, and they say that COVID-19 is killing a person somewhere in the world every 10 seconds, every 10 seconds. I'm like, wow. Uh, there was another reporter. I believe they were talking specifically about Los Angeles in California. Yes, that Los Angeles that um, is so bad out there that I believe they said every 10 minutes a person is dying from COVID. That's, that's pretty bad, people. That's real bad, and it's not media hype. I don't know why the media would need to hype a pandemic. Just tell the numbers, and the numbers tell the story, and it's hype enough on its own. Just simple reporting the numbers is not hyping a pandemic. Okay, and it's so bad out there in Los Angeles where a lot of black people live, um, where the funeral homes aren't even... Taking any more bodies, they've run out of room. I saw a quick um, report on CNN before I came on air for my pre-show checks, and they stacking them up in the hallways in some of these hospitals. South Carolina, um, they—I couldn't see the map, but you know how they will color certain states, and they colored them all red as hot spots for COVID. And I believe North Carolina, where we're based, where the where the Black Talk Media Project was founded, where Black Talk Radio Network was founded, we're in one of those states, North Carolina. We're in one of those counties within the hot spot of North Carolina. But they were talking about South Carolina in particular. Lots of black people live in South Carolina. Matter of fact, some of my abolitionist friends live near Sumter, South Carolina. So, It's it's bad out there, but I'm not coming on to talk about uh, COVID other than what I've already said. I believe I have what are some very um, good podcasts on COVID-19, African-Americans and African-American males, specifically between the ages of 34, 35, and 44, although people of many ages in their 80s, 90s, then you have those in their 20s, 30s, 40s. You know, it's not discriminating in terms of age, but when you break down the statistics, credible reports and studies are showing that African-American males between the ages of 33, excuse me, 34 and 44 are dying at nine times the rate of everybody else in the United States. Now, you, you put that in the context When you look at the rest of these nations who are also being hit by COVID, but nowhere in the numbers of whether it's infections or whether it's deaths, no country, not even China where where some conspiracy theorists, you know, I'm not even going to go there, but it's been broadly reported that it was first detected in Wuhan, China, but they got a handle on it. It seems, especially when you compare them to the United States, and that's one, the most populous country on the face of the planet. It's really, it's, it's really bad. And our audience, you know, we target the African American demographic as well as the African diaspora. As we have listeners spread out all over the world, not just in in African um, nations but all over the world, so. But wherever you are, please take it serious. Where It's just simple things. Wear your mask. Don't go into crowded indoor spaces. Social distance, six feet from somebody, even though it should be more. I've seen many people say it really should be more. And, um, you know, just don't take any unnecessary risk. Whether you take the vaccine or not, Uh, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. That's your right. I'm getting the vaccine, but I'm also right now um, where I have been for the past year, making sure my vitamin D levels are where they are supposed to be. And a lot of uh, dark, darkly melanated folks, they lack vitamin D production. So check out those podcasts. There's two of them. Angel Fall joined us. She's a trained epidemiologist and has even updated her uh, credentials um, because she's working during this pandemic. This this is her field, um, but she still tries to make time, you know, to, uh, she hasn't even done her podcast about gun violence, Victims to Victorious, in, what, about four weeks, and that's because she's working. She's working. I believe they drafted her because there's a lot of people dying, y'all, and people who have certain expertise that uh, a lot they can't be easily replaced. So that's my COVID rant. Take it serious, please take it serious, because because we love having you around. We love having you around. But today's day is January the fourth, twenty twenty. Again, hope that my voice finds you in relative of uh, safety and comfort, and you're not experiencing pain on the level that I'm experiencing pain. It's kind of. On a scale of one to ten, I'm at about a five right now. I'm at a five. Um, and um so I'm going to probably only stay on air for about sixty minutes, although I probably will do 90 minutes because it goes so fast and I'll just regret it later. But I love being on the airways uh with you. Um, you know, as we are into oh man, I made a mistake and put twenty twenty. Anybody else making that mistake? I'm looking at my promo is, say, January 4th, 2020, and it's 2021. Yeah, got to get that corrected. But the main topic that I'll be talking about during the first um, half hour or so, and anyone can call in on these two topics that I'll be discussing, and that telephone number is 1-626-213-5779. That's one 626 213 Seventy nine. that is brought to you by way of Blog Talk Radio where we also uh, distribute and broadcast our various programming that you'll find in the Black Talk Radio lineup but main topics that I want to discuss today is Trump, Trump is really wreaking havoc on the U.S. political system and the so-called U.S. justice system now, you can only make headlines so long, although I have seen podcasters try to fit a whole paragraph in a headline. In my headline, you know, it says, uh, Trump's treason shows serious flaws in the founding documents, depending upon which platform you're catching the broadcast from right now. But I'm talking about the U.S. Constitution. It, it really does show that the founding fathers weren't as brilliant as a lot of people make them out to be. And a lot of the things that they came up with in that founding document and the commentary surrounding it, the debates and all of that, it's not like it hadn't been done before. I mean, the first federal government you had that I know of on the North American continent, and somebody might know better than me, but that first federation of nations was the Iroquois, the Iroquois nation, which preceded um, the United States. That preceded, well, it probably was still around during the colonization period, but it doesn't exist anymore. And there was another nation that I was doing heavy research into. I can't think of it now. But they weren't, you know, a lot of the stuff they put in there, it was in other documents. Um, that had preceded it, especially like European documents on law, justice, ideals of law and justice. So it, it's not like they just came up with some, something new, brand new that nobody had ever seen before or had never considered uh, those concepts before. Um, it, 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 for those who are well studied, they, they notice, especially historians. You'll hear things like the Magna Carta. And, and other different periods, the periods of enlightenment in, in Europe, European Enlightenment period, the revolution of, of, that happened in France, which also had an impact on the colonization of the United States or North America, I should say. But Donald Trump is wreaking havoc on it. The what is the flaw? I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all what that what the answer is right off the top as I get into this other stuff but about Donald Trump and his treason. But the flaw is the, pres- the president, the executive officer of the executive branch, that's the POTUS, right? That's, that's the job title that Donald Trump has right now. And be losing here in, in short order. But um, they should not get to a point. The people to the positions in the different agencies that they get to appoint people to. I mean, it's just a. If you really think back, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. He's really exposing, and he isn't the first one. But it's just, you know, for us people living today, it's really just it's just showing you how the ground has been laid that breeds corruption. Because if you can appoint your cronies and Donald Trump has a fired and and hired and fired and, and appointed and a lot of these people didn't even go through confirmation hearings. Like the one who he appointed after he fired the former uh, Secretary of Defense and now he has a new one. He hasn't been confirmed or vetted, you know, and they get to appoint the U.S. attorney. That's the United States Attorney General the so-called top law enforcement officer in the nation who also leads the U.S. Justice Department in which conducts a lot of federal federal investigations. You have all these different regional U.S. attorneys. This is all, all federal. And when you get to a point, those people, the heads of those departments, it's easy to see how Trump happened, how And again, Trump isn't the first one to use cronyism to appoint their people to these different positions. You know, a lot of people get ambassadorships based on how much they donate to a presidential campaign or uh, an inauguration ball or, or what have. They have all these committees. They have Washington has no shortage on ways to launder money. They just really, really don't. They really don't. But the flaw in the Constitution is that the executive gets to appoint people like U.S. Attorney uh, Bill Barr, Attorney General, who, to his credit, wasn't willing to go along with Trump's conspiracy to to rig an election. Barr wasn't willing to go as far as to open up what you might call a frivolous investigation. I mean, yeah, they opened up an investigation. They actually did. Let me get my language right. And it, The Justice Department did do an investigation. Of all the stuff you're seeing on Facebook, all the stuff you're seeing on YouTube, all the conspiracy theories that the Trump team, Team Trump has advanced, and every time they go to court, they lose, they produce no evidence, and they lose in court. Over 100 or 200 cases, all throughout the United States in the various regional courts, courts that they have filed in, okay? And so Barr didn't go that far. But if that was truly an independent agency, which I'm arguing it should be, then Barr will be opening up an investigation. It should have been ongoing ever since Trump first started calling around after November the 3rd or I guess you know because of all of the mail-in ballots and it is a pandemic we didn't get a lot of news in, uh, uh, into, of the states reporting until days after November the 5th and then November the 6th then the weekend you know came, came up but we've we been through all of that but he has started calling around then trying to solicit co-conspirators to his conspiracy to disenfranchise millions of voters based on their political affiliations and I will even argue their their racial affiliations, religious affiliations. If if we want to look at Michigan, those votes he was trying to get out, you know, he runs the gambit in Michigan. So, But that's not happening, is it? That's because the Constitution has serious flaws. This is how you have corrupt administration after corrupt administration after corrupt administration. And then before an administration even gets started, the new administration comes in the door talking about how they don't want to see no investigations of the previous administration, even though the crimes are clearly evident to everyone that's paying attention. These are not just pure spec. This isn't just pure speculation or circumstantial evidence. There's hard evidence in and such hard evidence came out today. Maybe this morning. Could have came out yesterday. I, I don't know, but it's in the 24-hour news cycle of Trump's phone call trying to put pressure on the secretary of state in georgia to find him 11,000 in, in however many ballots that's what he needs some people that i know to be objective and are actually republicans like you got uh sager Who's on, what is that channel? The Morning, The Morning Hill or something. He does it with his co-host, Crystal, who's supposed to be, who is, I would say, um, a progressive. And he's like, Sager's like the uh, conservative. And he said, you know, the call was, we only got a few minutes of the call. The call lasted an hour of hard evidence that Trump spewing what he has to know are lies. Or either, like Sager said, he a crazy person. Is he really this crazy to think that people are just going to go along with his madness and just blatantly commit high crimes and treason? And that's what he's doing, and that's what that call represents as he has long been antagonizing both the the Republican governor of Georgia and the uh, Secretary of State, who's in charge of the election process down there and Both Republicans but because they're Republicans the way Trump sees it, he's the head of the of the GOB, GOP as the president and they ought to do what he said do. See, he think it works like that. He's like a mob boss or something, man. And while he again isn't the first criminal to occupy the office it's still, you know, I guess it's just so surreal to just witness it in real time and just see how he's open, I mean, blatantly making mockery of the other system that they set up and how flawed it is. And it is clearly a two, two-tiered 2 system of justice in this country. You'd have politicians here and there and pundits, political um, pundits here and there calling for an investigation but it's taking a long time for them to even call where he's been doing a crime in the mainstream media it's crazy so we're going to listen to a, a couple of clips a couple of reports they'll be sharing some of this call I have posted the entire hour long call in btrcommunity.com which is the official social media community of the Black Talk Radio Network you'll also find these other clips that I'll be sharing So, now once I get through talking about that looks like I will be going 90 minutes but I'm in um, quite a few Facebook groups And an article was shared in in one of them. Race offenders registered would see racist people banned from certain jobs. Um, That's also posted in BTRcommunity.com. And I want to talk about that tonight. Because, you know, people should have and naturally have questions about how would that work. If it's not against the law to be racist, then how could you set up such a, a... Race Offender Registry. It's easy. It's easy. And actually, depending upon what state you're in, you do have hate crime enhancements. So if I punch somebody in the face because of their race, then not only am I charged with assault, but it gets an enhancement, a hate crime enhancement because racial hatred or religious hatred or gender hatred you know you got a lot of people out there with with bigotry and phobias against everybody there's no shortage of haters in the world there there really aren't but that's only in certain states other states particularly former confederate states aka known as the south they those legislatures have rejected such such bills and but contrary to what many people believe is still against the law to be racist, it may not be any criminal penalties, depending again upon what state you live in, or even city or municipality. But you, there are civil penalties, and banning people from certain jobs isn't a criminal penalty. That's a civilian penalty, and we even see that actually corporations doing that on their own when these videos come out. So the article, the concept has merit, and it's not the first time I've heard a concept because, wow, years ago I proposed the concept of giving prospective jurors these racial bias uh, tests. I forget the exact scientific word that they use, but we, everybody has these biases and they have designed tests that can pick up on racial biases. And so you can be screened and it'll detect if you have these racist, racist attitudes and feelings, which lead to racist actions. And therefore, if you fail the test or it detects these things in you, you should not serve on anybody's jury. I don't care if it's a criminal trial or a civilian trial. You should be disqualified. So I think it is well within the law and in the Constitution. Um, I think it's well worth looking into and having a conversation about. And I got examples that I have seen of white people doing racist crap that people call out on social media and I mean, they make some great points that even fall in line with what's being argued in the article. Um, where is this article published? I, I do link to it. It is linked to, um, in the blog description for the broadcast. All right. So we're going to take a station identification break. We're overdue for one of those. Take a short music break. Give me a chance to uh, refresh my coffee. And we'll come back and we'll jump right into this with Trump. Got a couple of sound bites to share with you. The two U.S. Senate races in Georgia could swing the balance of power in the U.S. Senate. They're very important. And you've got one of the people running uh, the incumbent David Perdue, former uh, CEO of Adidas, the shoe company, the French shoe company. David Perdue is the incumbent senator in Georgia, and he has bought into Donald Trump's conspiracy to commit treason and promote insurrection. These are crimes, man. These are high crimes and misdemeanor, and I'm glad they're doing it. I mean, I'm not glad that they're doing it. But it's just now that no one can deny that when these people talk about the rule of law, we shouldn't listen to them. Because they only, people like Donald Trump only uh, believe in, let's say, enforcing the law and law and order against his political enemies and social justice movements. He's always been on the wrong side of criminal justice uh, issues. Especially when it comes to police brutality, he's he's in speeches told police to brutalize people or to harm them in so many words. So, uh, David Perdue is co- is now a co-conspirator in Donald Trump's uh, conspiracy ball to rig an election. So, that's what's coming up. Again, if you want to chime in you give us a call at one 213 5779 Just share your first name or you can make up a name just so I can call you something, um, you know, and um, we'll get you on air and hear what you have to say. Uh, just try to be as concise as possible. Remember, the Black Talk Radio Network was founded in 2008 by a non-profit new media organization. The name of that organization is Black Talk Media Project based in Mount Holly, North Carolina. And we're proud of the work that we have done over the over these years going into the 14th year because we do indeed have the world's largest deposit of podcasts made by African Americans and, and Afro-descended people. So we think that's worth preserving and it costs money so please make a tax deductible donation today to the Black Talk Media Project. You can uh, find donate buttons at Network.com. You can also send a check or money order made out to Black Talk Media Project P.O. Box 65 Mount Holly, North Carolina 28120 28120-0065 You don't really have to put that dash on there it get here all right and I uh, just want to give a shout out to those who have become new donors I think we've averaged like one new donor over the past three days and that's real that's really really good because we're a nonprofit that doesn't apply that don't apply to for too many grants and we've totally been surviving off the listenership and those who download the podcast and every little bit helps right right So we're going to uh, take this break. And another way you can help is by getting yourself a yearly subscription for just $24 a year to btrcommunity.com, the private social media community that we don't throw people in jail arbitrarily simply for bringing up the issue of racism. We'll be back on the other side.
3: Sincere
2: Niquari Don't let the church shoes fool you man Back to Black Talk Radio News, Scotty Reed, in on this microphone from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc., a nation that's still practicing slavery. Don't you don't have to take my word for it. You can read it in the founding, so-called founding documents, the US Constitution, the 13th Amendment, which was ratified in 1865. So, like like my man, Sincere Naquari, A, hey, if you out there listening, bro. Hit me up, man. I haven't heard from you in a while, and you know I support your music and love what you do with them beats. Um, but as Sincere Nakari says, don't let the church shoes fool you. That means, like, don't judge or book by its cover. Um, don't judge the U.S. Constitution by all the hype that we've been given all our lives about. It is the best document in the in the world is it's it's like the foundations of freedom and you know how can a document you call the foundation of freedom have slavery still legalized within it and this is after you fought a civil war but um let me not let me not go down that road yes i will will go down that road but check out the abolitionist Today, what is it? Abolitionist Today? Abolitionist Today. It's a new program that broadcasts live on Black Talk Radio um, Network, digital radio station, Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, hosted by um, my man Max Partis. And Youssef, I forget Youself's, uh last name, but uh, I met Youssef only one time, although I've talked to him for years. But when we had the, um, what, the only march for freedom, calling out slavery in the United States and Washington, D.C., on the other side of the Civil War, nobody's had such a march. And it was good meeting a lot of people out there that has been uh, listening over the years to new abolitionist radio, but yeah, abolitionists today, make sure y'all give them brothers a listen. So let's go ahead and listen to this news clip, man, because Trump is tripping. Let me pull up my member profile on btrcommunity.com where you'll find uh, most of these stories, but I'm going to play this one from NBC News. I'm going to play this clip, let you hear this sound bite. It's like for a long time for me, it's like, it's no denying. Why y'all saying, why y'all saying everything but he's breaking the law or he's committing a crime? It's like finally people are calling for criminal investigations of this dude, man. He not only just undermining, and I'm glad he's doing it, undermining as they care about. I don't care about it because I know the truth, but he's undermining their so-called credibility around the world, if if they ever had any credibility around the world, except for with those countries that they, you know, love to give U.S. taxpayers money to, you know, welfare, national welfare recipients. By the tone of billions, why they can only give us a $600 check, man, but anyway, This is MSNBC, I believe. No, it's NBC News. This is the television. And um, they are talking about Trump's phone call to the Secretary of State, Georgia, trying to pressure him and solicit him to commit crimes. It's no other way to say it. It's just no other way.
4: Germany uh with him you ha- also have uh the attorneys that represent uh the president uh Kirk.
2: I'm sorry give me just a moment that is the wrong one I wanted the CBS report that's the that full Excuse me I believe that's the full recording but here is CBS
0: <laughs> We're going to begin with this a
1: stunning phone call where President Trump is heard pressuring officials to overturn the election that he lost. CBS News has obtained audio of the president asking Georgia's Republican Secretary of State, Mr. Raffensberger, to quote, find thousands of votes that he would need to win. Of
5: course, it's only the latest gambit in a months-long effort to keep power against the will of the American people. Ben Tracy is at the White House for us. Ben, good morning to you. Some Democrats but also some legal experts say this could actually be criminal behavior. What exactly did the president say on that call? Well, good morning. In this remarkable phone call, the president does vaguely threaten the state election officials, implying that they could be prosecuted for not doing what he wants. And President Trump says he wants Georgia to address his claims ahead of the runoff elections there tomorrow.
4: There's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President,
5: the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. In a stunning phone call this weekend, first obtained by The Washington Post, President Trump pressures Georgia's Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, to find enough votes to overturn President-elect Joe Biden's win. Biden
0: has received 16...
5: 16- handing the state's President 16 electoral states. votes to him instead.
4: So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. So, tell me... Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to re-examine it.
5: We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right. Georgia has now counted their ballots three times, declaring Mr. Biden the winner each time. The Trump campaign has failed repeatedly to prove any of their allegations in court, and there is no credible evidence of fraud. On the phone call, the president continued to make allegations that have been debunked.
6: Mr. President, the problem
4: uh, you have with social media, they can no, yeah, uh, so. uh, no, this isn't social media. This is Trump media.
5: President Trump baselessly accused Raffensberger of a cover up and threatened that he and his general counsel may be in jeopardy.
4: You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a you know, that's a criminal that's a criminal offense. And and you know, you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk.
5: Some Republicans are concerned the president's claims of fraud in Georgia will undermine faith in Tuesday's runoff elections, potentially costing his own party control of the U.S. Senate. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris campaigned for Democrats in the state Sunday and sharply criticized President Trump.
6: It was a bald, bald bald-faced, bold abuse of power by the president of the United States.
5: Now, with concerns that President Trump may try to remain in office after January 20th, all 10 former living secretaries of defense, including the two that served in the Trump administration, wrote an op-ed saying efforts to involve the U.S. armed forces in resolving election disputes would take us into dangerous, unlawful, and unconstitutional territory. Now, today, President Trump, Vice President Mike Pence, and President-elect Joe Biden will all campaign in Georgia.
2: So Trump threatens this guy, um, he says, in many, many ways. It could be bad for this guy. And again, that's him speaking to the rabble-rousers out there for mob violence, the malicious. It's no different than when he's beefing with Michigan, which he lost. Again, tr- try to pull the same crime with them to get them to, to change votes or find votes or You know, just commit straight up federal election fraud, and and these people not willing to go to jail for that. I don't know if they standing on their principles or their oath to the U.S. Constitution or or whatever. But these people's lives are being threatened by that mob crowd that that follows Trumps. You got you got what seventy million WWE fans or or people with the equivalent intelligence of WWE fans who think it's real. Okay? Um but he's calling for he's this guy, he was calling telling them dudes to liberate Michigan. Then said the same thing about Virginia. These cryptic messages that are very plain to very easy to decipher when you put it in the context of everything else he's saying and who he's saying it to and how certain people respond to it. Now, before I go to the phones, do have one more clip and then we'll close out this segment on Donald Trump. And, and, um, real quick, I will be doing a program this week on, uh, Joe Biden's administration along with Kamala Harris and, um, it's not going to be a good report from what I'm seeing now. I know they haven't even been sworn in and what have you, but I have a report that says that the private prison industry isn't afraid of in a Biden administration and they are putting money down on that bet that he's not going to do anything. And while Joe Biden, I don't think he's expressly committed to that. I think his platform does say that. Don't quote me on it. I'm not sure. But I know Kamala Harris ran on that. She ran on closing private prisons. Yes, I know her whole history in California. But people can change policy-wise with pressure and what have you. And so it might be, It's no might about it. There's no might. There must be, there must be a grassroots groundswell on the Biden administration, especially um, pertaining to things like Medicare for All, uh, pri- abolishing private prisons and what have you. But um, Senator Purdue, Senator Purdue, he's a Republican, and he is like Lindsey Graham, another senator from South Carolina in the Republican Party, have, I guess you can name them, Co-conspirators in Trump's conspiracy to overturn the US election and violate federal election laws and also promote insurrection. They know exactly what they're doing. They're not I'm not gonna blame dumbness on Trump. Trump says some dumb and stupid things, but sometimes that could be an act. I think he knows exactly what he's what he's doing and what he's threatening. But here is Senator Perdue, one of the wealthy multi-millionaire senators who who didn't want to give U.S. citizens two thousand dollars to catch up on their bills because of this pandemic, has so many people out of work. Yeah, he's one of those wealthy uh, type of people. So here he is on Fox News again. I use any source. Depends on what's being said. Either I'm going to expose what's being said is incorrect or point it out is just ludicrous, blatant propaganda. Or, hey, if it's facts, it's facts no matter where it comes from. But there is an interesting interview from Fox News that Senator Perdue gave today.
1: For more on all this, let's bring in the Republican Senate candidate David Perdue. Sir, thank you for joining us this morning. You are the man at the center of all of this. How are you feeling this morning about the election tomorrow?
7: Well, we're winning right now, uh, Sandra. We get our vote out tomorrow. Uh, we'll show America that uh, Georgians know what's at stake here in Georgia. Uh, this is the last line of defense against this radical socialist agenda and really our last opportunity to protect everything that President Trump has accomplished over the last four years. So I believe that Georgia's is going to stand up in record numbers uh, tomorrow, just like they did in November when we beat my opponent by two points and held the line then. So I'm optimistic we'll do that. But let me say something about the Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did say it was disgusting. The fact I guess I was raised differently, Sandra. My mom and dad were school teachers, but to have a statewide elected official, regardless of party, tape t- to tape without disclosing uh, a conversation, private conversation with the President of the United States, and then leaking it to the press. Now, it is disgusting, um, you know, but I didn't hear anything in that tape that the president has al- hasn't already said for weeks now since the November election calling for some sort of investigation, some sort of resolution to the uh, improprieties and the irregularities that we now see happen in November here in Georgia.
1: Perhaps then you're not seeing what Jonathan Turley saw when he uh, said it was absolutely breathtaking to hear the president use the words, uh, uh, use the words, I just want to find the 11,780 votes. He's a constitutional law professor. Ari Fleischer said pretty much everything the president said on that call was wrong. Uh, used to be the press secretary for George Bush. Adam Kinzinger, a Republican, it's called uh, what the president did there on pressuring the secretary of state, absolutely appalling. So, sir, you've reacted to the leaking of that call and the actual taping of it. Got it. But what about the contents of that call?
7: Well, however he said it, Sandra, what he's saying, a lot of people in Georgia and 75 million Americans, I think, align with him right now that something untoward happened here in Georgia, and we have not gotten to the bottom of it. Uh, Right away, I asked the secretary of state for some things that didn't happen. We called for his resignation. We asked for a special session of the General Assembly to investigate. That didn't happen. So we went to court. Uh, They told us it was a legislative issue. And so we have pulled out all the stops to try to fight with the president to get the right accounting. Look, I missed this runoff by just a few thousand votes myself. We beat our opponent by 2%. In every other state but one, we would already be reelected. We know the probability of the low number of absentee ballots that were rejected is 1 in 10,000. That's the probability that you would have numbers like we had in Georgia in November. So until somebody looks at that, I've been calling for weeks to object to the electors because in the state of Georgia, I don't believe that we should have certified this election yet.
1: Are you concerned that that may discourage voters from coming out to vote for you and your Republican colleague, Kelly Loeffler, in Georgia tomorrow?
7: Well, that's what the Democrats want. That's what they've been talking. That's what this is uh, so confusing. They keep talking about that. That's exactly what they want. That would give them total control if they win these two seats. My logic is this, is that if you voted in November for uh, Donald Trump, you need to stand up and fight. Fight with the rest of us that are trying to get him a fair accounting in the state and vote tomorrow. We've done everything we can outside of a General Assembly special session to change the rules. And we have added 8,000 poll watchers. We have all.
2: Okay, that's enough. That's enough. This information from that guy. Uh, the Georgia elections will run according to the Georgia Constitution. Um, he tries a lot of mind tricks on you, like saying in any other state, I would already be senator and I wouldn't have to be in the runoff. But see, the Constitution of Georgia says that if you do not win two percent or more in the margin of victory, then a runoff is triggered. It has always been that way. And and these are things that were put in place by Republican legislatures who have been in control of most of the legislatures, if not the governorship, um, since the end of Reconstruction. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. Let's say since Nixon, maybe Goldwater, you know, the Southern racist strategy of appealing to white people's ethnicity and I don't know need to feel like you're better than someone or superior to someone or, or that you have a right to abuse and mistreat other human beings because that's what racism is about. It's about mistreating a human being based on their skin color, their hair type, their eye shape, just, you know, these phenotypes. Okay? So this guy again is a co-conspirator. He's a co-conspirator. All of this stuff he's saying when they went to court, they said it in hundreds of filings across the country in different states. And the federal courts is saying no. Well you have no evidence. Where is your evidence? You just call you just can't make allegations that you making in the news media and bring it into a courtroom and no evidence to back up those words. It don't work like that. And for anybody out there that thinks that it was rigged against Donald Trump, I mean, what is this idiot saying? If if something was wrong with them Georgia ballots, if I'm gonna rig some ballots for Joe Biden, why wouldn't I also rig it so that the Democrats picked up the two Senate seats and it wouldn't be no runoff tomorrow? If that kind of rigging went on, with the polls why wouldn't they also go ahead? How do you have, in North Carolina, I believe is one of the states, how do you have Republicans picking up seats? Or maintaining seats? Or maintaining the governorship? Like here in North Carolina, you have, uh, you have uh, Mr. Cooper. It makes no sense. Why, if I'm a cheat, why I'ma let Purdue win and then, you know, only win by two less than 2%? If I'm rigging it, I'ma rig it so that I win more than 2%. No way you line this up can they present a logical argument that lines up with evidence. Just makes no sense. So, um... We'll I'm going to check out the phone lines again if anybody wants to comment on these topics before I switch gears, take another break, and then we'll talk about, don't forget, um, this concept. This concept of creating a race offenders register, and that's in quotations, similar to a sexual offenders registry that will see racist people banned from certain jobs. So um, some people don't think that that's possible. Um, I say it is, is, and it's constitutional. Or it can be made constitutional if we talk in state constitutions by getting legislatures to advance such legislation. Takes work. It's not going to happen overnight, but... The concept, that's what we're looking at, the concept. And so let me pull up this uh, studio and go to these phone calls. And I believe somebody's been hanging on for like over 30 minutes. Um Thank you for hanging in there. I'm glad that you are a listener of the Black Talk Radio Network. I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but let me get your mic unmuted. Uh, last four is 4,600. What's your name and what's on your mind?
6: Name, Mr. P. You know, you have, you have made some <clears throat> misinformed statements, at least several.
2: Okay, let's start let with number one. Let's start with number one. If you don't, if let's
6: you don't start want me to, to I'll hang up. I said, I let's start one.
2: with number one, Mr. P. What's the first erroneous statement okay. that I made?
6: The one the one misleading is the courts. The courts said that this issue is supposed to be held in the state legislatures.
2: What courts? If you don't? What courts?
6: The Supreme Court. The federal courts. And the Constitution says so, too.
2: So how, what did I say that was misleading about the courts? In other words... Every court court case that he has filed. Let me
6: tell you, you asked me a question, you want to answer it. Now, you ask me, what did you say that was misleading? I'm going to answer that. You said that the court said that you have no evidence. They did not say that. Article 1, Section 1, Clause 2 of the 14th Amendment and also of the Constitution, Article 1.
2: Okay, so listen up. This is not what we're going to do. We're not going to call into this program and spew buckets and buckets of words and read things and just move past what you said. Now, you was kind when you said Miss Lee. You didn't say I was lying to the people, but you're talking one court case. You're talking the Supreme Court, which rightly kicked it back down to the other courts which had already decided, like the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Again, he has filed these cases, hundreds of them. Not only him, but also other groups of attorneys and what have you have filed legal briefs, and, and some of them don't even have standing. And they all have gotten kicked from the courts. So every court case, whether we're talking state, whether we're talking appeals court, have stated that they've had no evidence. That's why they've been dismissed. Name I'm going to bring you back on air. Name one court case that he has won that has allowed them to disenfranchise voters and change the vote total. Name one case the Supreme Court saying this is to turning down his case and telling him no. This is to be decided at the state level, and we're not going to interfere in what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is telling you, and in, in, in any of these other Supreme Courts. Now, let's get that clear. So, now what's what's number two that I said that where I misleaded well, somebody? Get,
6: well, you, you're still not right on the Texas Supreme Court case.
2: What about the Texas Court Supreme Court case?
6: The Texas Supreme Court case was the one that went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said that they wouldn't hear it. Two justices I said just they would. said that. They won't hear it. Well look, man, you have your own show. Talk to yourself.
2: I will. You have a good day, sir. I'm not on here to entertain talking points that I've heard repeated often. Often on social media and these other talking heads not here to entertain that's all you're doing is making the same arguments that other people are calling in the shores at least be unique but you don't call off you don't call in and say i'm misleading somebody and then we examine where i'm misleading them and we're not i'm not misleading them at all you're trying to change the context Did the Texas Supreme Court win? No. No. I mean, you saying they trying to look, Texas, uh, what is it? What do they call them? Their electoral college votes. And why are we even talking about Texas when he won? Trump won Texas. So why are we? Oh, now I remember Texas tried to interfere in other states' elections. That's right. They tried to sue and, and and stop the Electoral College from meeting and get all these millions of voters, U.S. citizens, in these other states, votes thrown out to change it so that those states would flip to Donald Trump. And the Supreme Court told Texas that you ain't got no business, no standing, to meddle in those states. Because they have... A Constitution. So Texas don't even have no standing. I don't like my time being wasted. I made a New Year's resolution for 2021, and it is no, no BS. No BS, keep it moving. No BS leads to less stress. You don't have to agree with me, but you do got to come with some facts, and you also got to come with some respect calling me a liar off the bat man how you call somebody up like that and expect expect that, that conversation to go well but we are going to ninety sixty 90, you're on black talk radio news what's on your mind
3: hello my brother how you doing
2: i'm surviving in this pandemic probably be- doing better than most
3: yeah, you better be. And, and I'm going to tell you something here, brother. You you, you you absolutely come with facts. You hear me? Yes, sir. You come with facts. You are living in a predatory time where in which we, as black people, are still voting for the white man, regardless of who the white man be. You're still voting for white power. Because whoever rule over you is still going to salute their hand to their white constituents. And that's real talk. I don't care what nobody say, but that's just real talk. You can't escape white power by voting for white power. How are you going to escape white power by voting for white power? And that's just one of the first things that I do want to see. Second thing that I do want to say is this right here. My name is Alameen Muhammad. I don't care if you search my name or Google my name or Facebook me or whatever, you would know who I am. I am Alameen Muhammad, Dr. Alameen Muhammad. Now, the second thing that I do want to say after I done said what I did say and had to say, listen, man, you're in 20 going on 21. And you're still raising the bar, raising the salute, raising your arm to salute. To salute what? To
2: To salute what? Mm. I'm
3: not talking about you, beloved. I'm talking about our so-called brothers and sisters that still got this thing out about voting. For a white man
2: in power, well, you know, you you know what? Let me put you on uh, pause for a second, uh, dear doctor. Um, I am a voter. I'm also a United States veteran of the Gulf War. Okay, just give you some of my background because you may not know who I am. I'm like eighth generation. My family been here in North Carolina, landowners, free, free Black folks. Okay. So I know how corrupt the system is and all of that. And I don't agree with people saying that if you vote, you're voting for white power because it's non-white people who have occupied every level of office and every last single one of them is not corrupt. It's not in the pocket of white supremacists or not in the pocket of corporations. There are Non white and non black representatives who are standing up for the people. Now, here's the thing though, and I'm absolutely engaged locally where I live trying to bring about change, whether that's through the ballot box and electing black folks, and not just black folks, because all skin folk ain't kin folk. Some people Regardless of how much pigmentation they have, how much dark melon they have, ain't fit for nobody's office, okay? So what we're looking for is people of character, people to to sit on these school boards and set the curriculum policies and what have you or what our children are going to be taught in these schools that we're going to pay for whether we send our children to school or not. We paying for them. They take your taxes, take their tax money out, whether you're paying property taxes as a landowner, whether you paying a multitude of taxes as an employee of some corporation. Everybody or whether you just a consumer, you could be a drug dealer. You could be somebody totally off the grid and don't deal in nothing but cash. But every time you go to spend that cash where they take cash, it's sales tax on whatever you're buying. So we own this Ain't I don't look at the U.S. government no longer as would my ancestors during the Jim Crow period and even up into the 80s and 90s, Okay. This isn't their system. It's our system. It's whoever paying for it. And if you're not going to be a good steward or try to correct whatever is wrong with what you're paying for, then I don't like to use derogatory names, but you're not making a whole lot of sense. And as as a as a military student as well as a student of the various movements, armed and not armed in the United States, why do you think it is we have so many Black Panthers, the OGs, as political prisoners, or like Brother Pete living living in exile over there? and I'm not even gonna say the name of the the nation nor the continent that he's on as a fugitive from the federal government white I mean black people even in my own county yeah a lot of us have guns and some of the young people have started organizing and getting together to target shoot and all of that but that's like for the walking dead scenario Like for when everything falls, like one of my my old friends used to say, we get the untied states of the United States. But I can tell you this, ain't no black people gonna do no untying of nothing. Not armed or otherwise. Unless it's, by legal means, which can be done, you know? Because some people will have you believe that we're living, it's just as bad today for black people as it was in the 1500s or the 1600s or the 1700s and the 1800s. Like our ancestors ain't fought, ain't made plenty of advances and our lives aren't remarkably improved. In terms of recognition of human rights and civil rights, they is us. We don't have any more all white governments. We got black billionaires that's funding camp- political campaigns. It's us. And I'm not one of those to start separating us like that's a Negro over there. That's a black person over there. Over there is an African-American causing division among the most oppressed people in the nation. Talking about each other's religion. When all religions is is people taking it on faith. So And yes, I know who you are and you can contact me at another time and you can be a guest on this program and we can debate your history. Yes, I left a comment on a podcast that you was on that you were talking about the U.S. government and the Chinese government weaponizing COVID and then it has something to do with 5G. I I do background checks on anybody. They put they self out there as a doctor, this, a doctor, that, or is a guest on one of the, on the networks that I built. Yeah, I'm going to check you out, but pro- foremost and always is I'm going to protect my audience from charlatans. So I notice how you slip that in there, totally inappropriate. But you can contact me at blacktalkradiobaby at gmail.com and we can schedule a debate on whether or not the U.S. government created the HIV and AIDS virus. So until then, you have a good day, um, Dr. Mohammed. Looking forward to talking to you the next time. I'm gonna keep it moving to the next topic because I believe only have like 24 minutes left. Let me check my switchboard. Yeah, this is 2021 Black Talk Radio News. Scotty Reed on this mic from behind the enemy lines of USA, Inc. Got 24 minutes. That's enough time for me to put this out here. Um, What this young lady is proposing, and I'm all for it because it's something similar that I proposed in terms of picking juries. Because we get on these juries or we get out of our uh, jury so-called duty, and we allow them to put our people in the 21st century slavery because we not participating in nothing. cause we going to go build Wakanda sometime i guess in in the 21st century i don't know this is coming to you from metro.co.uk race offenders register will see racist people banned from certain jobs now i'm not sure if miss uh johnson sasha johnson young sister 26 years old um same age as many other uh, young people that joined the Black Panther Party in the um, 1966 and the following years, before they were destroyed for educating the people on politics and getting them to vote and, and, and uh, building coalitions and all of that. And, man, I hope um, some of those sisters and brothers that's in our political prisoner field, will accept my invitation to bring their program to Black Talk Radio News to replace uh, one of our old programs, Political Prisoner Radio. But um, this young lady, she said that she's a leader of a new political party, has called for the creation of a race offenders register, which would see people accused of racism banned from having certain jobs and living in certain areas. Sasha Johnson known as the black panther of oxford so this is over there in the uk shout out to our listeners over there across the uh atlantic um what's the name of one of the one of the podcasts oh man i just forgot the name dog um that's why he need to come and distribute through uh black talk radio network because um uh, he has a good podcast from over there in the UK. Anyway, so this is going on in the UK. I wasn't clear on that when I first uh, came across the article. Um, a race offenders register will work in a similar way to the sex offenders register, meaning anyone who is racially abusive could be prohibited from doing specific things to stop their behavior from harming others. Speaking to Mail Online, Miss Johnson said... If you were to be racially abusive to someone, the register would question whether someone is fit enough to hold a particular job where their bias could influence another person's life. A lot of racism happens at work and places of education in a microaggressive way. If you exhibit an element of bias at your work, you should probably receive a warning first before later being added to the register so people know in future that you hold these views. The Oxford Brooks graduate added that under the party's plan. So she started a political party, not she, but her and her comrades started a political party in the UK. I hear a lot of black people talk about that in the United States, Um, but they never seem to go beyond just, and, and it's nothing wrong with localized coalitions to elect people at the county level or the city level. Uh Like we saw in, um, Lumumba Chokwe's and his son uh, taking over um, as mayor of Jacksonville um, after he died and what have you. But we haven't really seen a political party. And I'm not going to turn it into a debate of whether that's feasible here in the United States. We already see how the Green Party get treated. There's a bunch of other parties. There'll be like four or five parties on a North Carolina ballot. Constitution Party, Libertarian Party. Um, Green Party. And so I've heard people talk about creating a black party. And my thing is why color code it? See, Mr. Neely Fuller makes a lot of sense in some of the things he talks about when he talks about being codified in our language. This is called black talk radio news and black talk radio network, because I'm specifically targeting African descended people with news and information and political and social uh, uh, discussions around issues looking for solutions. But when you're in the United States and you know that a lot of people, as they're talking about the need for this race based, this racism registry, is people have biases. They can test these people for biases. I talked about it years ago. When I was talking about, they told my Occupy Wall Street, Occupy the Jury Box. Stop throwing away your jury summons. Go down to the county courthouse. Tell them what they might want to hear to get yourself on the jury. Play the cone, Get on the jury. And then vote not guilty for all nonviolent victimless crimes, especially since we know black people is charged the most can't sit on the sidelines and not participate and in, 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 in think that they're not going to continue to snatch our people up off the street and other people as well and run them through the modern system of slavery. We can choose to participate, to be active, or we can choose to just sit on the sideline with our critiques and no action. So I'm with this sister and the science, the technology, the tests have already been developed by universities. I think Harvard developed a racial bias test. Now I don't like, but it's to be expected how the mail.co.uk is calling their platform a manifesto. Um, What's the name of the party? That's important. Taking the initiative party, yeah, this gets back to what I was talking about. Color-coded stuff, they don't need to be color-coded because then you attract these racist people. The black party, hey, must be for black people, must be for N-words, and let's go cause whatever problems we can cause them. Instead of flying under the radar and uh, and the people who need to know, know what you stand for. That's what Mr. Fuller talks about being codified and using the right kind of language. So I agree with this sister. Let me see, what else did they say? Miss Johnson said, yeah, if you were to be racially abusive to someone, the register would question whether someone is fit enough to hold a particular job where their bias could influence another person's life. And that's so true. That's so true. That's why I'm out the military. Reading Malcolm X's biography. Thinking about how racist it was for them to send me on advanced party into this war when my wife is due in two weeks. When anybody could have went, not just anybody, but other people with my my skill set. Could've went on advance party, I could have at least waited till my first child was born and then went over there. But you let this white dude fly over there and then his son has an allergic reaction to milk and he's on the next hot thing smoking. And he's a staff sergeant and I'm just the E4. Racism impacted my, my, my career. Cause I didn't take it sitting down. I did stuff. I'm a very passive aggressive person, and I don't have a problem admitting it. That's what they call it, meaning I'm not gonna punch you in your mouth physically, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna get you back in some kind of way. And I got him back on the next hot thing smoking right back over there in Saudi Arabia. Got my wife mad at me saying I'm not. Fu- so yeah. Racism impacts people's life. Who knows? I might have did 30 years in the military, but that's doubtful because I could have stayed in. But Malcolm convinced me that I shouldn't be in this man's army because this army ain't being used to spread liberty and justice for all, but to take people's land and resources for multinational corporations for the 1%. So I agree with such a database, and it's actually already being done. Like right now, you can get kicked out the military for having racist paraphernalia. You can't even have Confederate flags or, or Confederate mugs, coffee cups, none of that. You can't have any of that because it's clearly they've finally been, been forced to recognize or enough of them that this is, stands for racism read the red words of this dedication speech when they dedicated that statue. Like I was saying in the opening, certain states already have hate crime enhancements. You're not just getting convicted of shooting that man and killing him. You did it because he was black or because he was non-white. You had a racist motive, so here's a hate crime enhancement. So let's say it's not as serious as murder. And it's as serious as, let's say, something like what Karen did, and they're all named Karen, so I've been told, did to the bird watching brother in Central Park and weaponized the police against him. Now, actually, if you follow that story closely, in New York City, they actually have an enhancement for racial targeting for something like that. At the end of the day, I don't believe any prosecutor actually prosecuted her. I, I think she was charged with something. And she lost her job. So the concept of what this young sister is talking about is very doable and it's constitutional. When you control politics at every level, you start you start at, you start locally. When you can make some positive change locally, then you are you gain valuable experience from coalition building. Now you can make a move statewise. Now you can move to federal, and everybody ain't got to run. You have consultants. You have no man. People lazy. They don't want to play the game. And they don't really don't have no alternative. Like Malcolm X said, the ballot of the bullet. We can talk tough all day long. We can go on a hundred man march with armed with weapons and stuff like that. But give me a break. You're not finna take on the United States military. You can't even take on the police because you ain't organized. You don't have a bunch of disciplined soldiers. You have a lot of game bangers and murderers and killers. Real talk, that's real talk right there. We don't have no army. did even think about such. But I'm certainly thankful for the brothers, the sisters, the non-white people, and the white people who practice justice because I meant my share in the military who had my back in certain situations are in there because they will put down those neo Confederate, proud boy, white supremacist militias that's talking like they gonna start a civil war. I ain't even taking them serious. Cause I know, I know what the United States military got for their ass. I know, I served six years in a freaking war zone, I know. So I don't take this tough talking people serious, man. Malcolm believed in arm, arming ourselves for self-defense, so that if they do slaughter us like they did in Tulsa, Oklahoma, if they'd have had more training, they could have took out more of those racist white terrorists. They could, they would have had, cause some of them did have military training, but they was the only ones training, the only ones armed, and they took out as many as they could before they died. They died as heroes but they didn't even have a community militia. They just had a few veterans in the community. A couple of families. So, but I I believe this could work. No one who fails a a racist bias test should be sitting on the jury. No one caught on film weaponizing the police with racism as their motive against someone, they should lose their job. Now, I wouldn't, I, it's up to the civilian, the private sector, whether or not they wanna hire her. A lot of them fire these people when they get exposed like that. But they should, let's say, be barred from holding a county job. A lot of people work at the county government in different positions. They should be barred from ever running for county commission. Can't be barred from being appointed the county manager, barred forever from practicing law, you know, in in that county. There's many penalties and they will be lawful. If people willing to do the research, come up with the plan and execute the plan. But I'm not gonna sit here and dream of Wakanda when my freaking ancestors and your freaking ancestors bled enough for this land and every war have fought the so-called enemies of the USA, including fighting the USA. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, like what we did to them, them indigenous First Nation people out West. Buffalo soldiers, used to be proud of them, but I ain't no more when I became more educated. They were still victims of white supremacy, but they could have made the decision and perhaps some of them did like I did. When I came into the knowledge of truth, I got out. And then started putting what I learned to use to benefit people in trying to produce justice using communication technology. Same thing I did for them. So I'm down with this sister, And that's in the UK, but it can be in the USA as well. It's who's willing to put in the work. It's that simple. All right, uh, uh, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and close it out. I actually went over again has some um, some issues that are working themselves out physically. And I didn't want to sit here for an hour and then pay for it later. But, hey, adrenaline gets flowing and you talk to people and you have these exchanges and before you know it, you're out of time. So um, we're out of time. Black Talk Radio News. I'll be back on the airwaves Tuesday night, God willing, at 7 o'clock. Eastern time, please continue to support or become a supporter of the black talk media project with a tax deductible donation today in support of the world's largest archive of African-American black produced media in the world. Don't believe me? Go ask feed spy until tomorrow. Y'all be blessed. Stay safe, social distance, wear your mask. Up your vitamin D consumption. And I hope to see you here tomorrow evening.